Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Before we get started with another great edition of the Duke's Rosslyn podcast, I do want to let you know, Zencaster.com. That's right, Zencaster.com. They are, without a doubt, my favorite website to head over to for all of these great conversations that you hear on the Duke Loves Wrestling podcast. Superior quality and sound. Also, they have a great uh, video option as well if you need to record your videos. But the best part about it is the files are all split separately into MP3s. So you can edit them separately, you can put them together, do whatever you got to do. The main idea is Zencaster, Zencaster.com, that's Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R, for all of your podcasting, video conferencing, even if you just want to uh, have a great conversation with your loved ones. All your needs there online for communication, Zencaster has you covered. That's right. Locked in. Look at what we have here, folks. To the only show that matters. The cream of the crop. Duke loves wrestling. And there is no one that does it better than your host. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. The Duke. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Ladies and gentlemen, you know that not only does Duke loves wrestling, but Duke loves Valentine's Day. Okay, for the past six years now, I've been very adamant about bringing on experts to discuss the do's and don'ts when it comes to Valentine's Day. Because let me tell you something, just like you listening at home, I don't have all the answers. All right. The Duke definitely doesn't have all the answers. So I got to go to the to the source. I got to go to the folks who knows who's who and what's what. And in addition, if you don't do it right, they're going to kick your ass. So without further ado, our Valentine's Day special, our feature this year is none other than Robin and Charlotte, the Renegade Twins. What's going on there, Renegade Twins? What's going on, Duke? How's it going? It is going so well. Listen, first and foremost, I just want to give a shout out to uh, Ma Renegade. She was so wonderful. Mm -hmm. She sent me a wonderful uh, Christmas gift. She sent me a couple of shirts. And I just want to thank her uh, for thinking of me. And and it just goes to show that Ma Renegade loves the Duke. Look, Duke, (laughs) we have been telling you since the last time we had this conversation. You really got to stop messing with our mama now. It's Valentine's Day and my daddy's not going to appreciate that. I'm not appreciating it. And I'm really going to need you. I really am going to need you said, to don't like. Tell her, don't tell dad you sent her. Or she should. She sent you t-shirts. Okay. It doesn't matter. She get out of the be, world, right? It doesn't matter. You shouldn't be hitting my mom up anyway. She shouldn't be sending you anything anyway. Listen, I don't want to get in, in the in the middle of uh, uh, family uh, situations here, so I'm just you going to stay. <laughs> you started the family situation. You in it now. Well, just just so you know, if you see a tub of bubblegum ice cream coming, it is not for you and it's not for your dad. And that's all I'm going to say. OK, and that bubblegum ice cream will be going straight in, in the, the trash. trash. Oh, boy. Here we go. Here we go. See? See, don't worry, Mar Renegade. I got you back. Don't worry. So, so listen, ladies, we got Valentine's Day upon us here. It's only a few days away. 
And I know that the two of you, when you're not breaking faces, um, you have a reputation for being ladies who understand the art of romance. So let me start from the top here. And I, and I think I started with Charlotte the last time you were on the show. So I'm going to start with you, Robin. When it comes to Valentine's Day, do we do flowers or do we not do flowers? Flowers die. So I would rather you not give me flowers. Um, but that's just me. But Charlotte, on the other hand, I love flowers. So Charlotte loves to collect flowers. Me personally, give me something I can eat. Give me a full belly. I, I will be happy and and chill. Just give me some food, man. No flowers, though. No flowers. Flowers die. They get ugly. Don't give me no flowers. All right. So so wait a second here. Charlotte, you said definitely flowers. So what type of flowers are the best flowers? What are like the Charlotte special for Valentine's Day? So the Charlotte special year round is roses. I don't care what color or anything like that. And while everybody here is talking about flowers die and they get ugly, that's my favorite type of like flower is the one that you can hang upside down and dry out and make it look like it's dead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so are you some kind of like, are, are we going to see some kind of unsolved mystery story about you because you're, you're hanging things up and drying them out? Like, I don't, I don't know. Is this, you know, you, you're not going to star in the next version Dexter of Friday the 13th style. or something. Yeah. What, what's going on? It sounds a little bit like Dexter to me. Yeah. Um, Dexter style, you know, I got my tarps in the back. I'm a, I'm a little concerned <laughs> about Charlotte here. I, I, I'm just going to put that out there. Robin, you said food. So what type of food? What's the what's the Valentine's Day full belly Robin special here? So take me to seafood. Get me a big like bucket of crab legs, man, and and some chocolate. Oh, you got a happy camper right there. All right, but cra crab legs and, and chocolate don't really mix, do they? Come on, what, what's going on? I mean, no, not at the same time, Duke. Come on, like, <laughs> come on, come on. You gotta take me to go get some some uh, some crab legs. We eat the crap out of some crab legs because I will eat like ten pounds of crab legs if you let me. And I'll sit there and I'll eat it, and then we'll leave, and maybe we go see, um, I don't know, maybe a movie, or maybe we go get some 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 ice cream or something, and then you go give me a box of chocolates. I want some chocolates. Why do wow. we always talk about ice cream with Duke? Oh yeah, that's right, ice cream. Mm. Except not bubblegum ice cream. No bubblegum ice cream. Don't, don't ever give me bubblegum ice cream. When I when I did the uh, commercial for the last time you were on, and we were talking about ice cream. The, tr the 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 response was so tremendous. I mean, are we going to one day see a Renegade Twins ice cream line? I, I think that this is something that needs to happen. Okay, I, you know that actually sounds pretty good. Yeah, it does. All of the best ice creams, and but the thing is, Duke, again, no bubblegum ice right. cream. There will be no bubblegum ice cream anywhere in our Renegades anything ever. So you just won't have anything to eat when you come. All right. Well, I, I think I'm going to, you know, go through the back door there and, and, and maybe I'll slide somebody a couple bucks and they'll they'll put your face on bubblegum ice cream anyway. But don't worry, you don't need to know anything about that because we're focused on <laughs> Valentine's Day here. So so Charlotte, let's talk about music. OK, because mm -hmm. one of the, the things that our listeners have have asked about, what is the best type of music that you play for your valentine like if you could pick say say three songs i'm going to give you three songs to put on our mixtape what are the top three romantic valentine's day songs 
that Charlotte's putting on the mixtape? So the very first one that pops in my brain, and this is courtesy of Ma Renegade. Uh, thank you for teaching me all of the songs I know. Um, At Last by Etta James. Etta James is like top of the list. And then, of course, you have like My Funny Valentine. And then maybe you could throw a Michael Bublé in, in there somewhere. Okay. Wow. You're, you're, you're an old soul over here, uh, Charlotte. Wow, that's interesting. What about you, Robin? I, now, listen, I don't tell me you're going to put some fight music on here. This is Valentine's Day now, Robin. <laughs> I mean, she got Migos in the back. Right. Honestly, <laughs> I'm being completely honest. Um, let's see, actually. So as you like a lot of Bruno Mars. I do like a lot of Bruno Mars, but Bruno doesn't have a lot of um, like love songs out there. Cardi B don't have a lot of like love songs out there either, man. Let's see. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, mom's back in the background singing. Uh -oh. Um, let's see. This is why I love you. I'm pretty sure this is by Tank. Let me see. It's, let me like make sure. No, major. Oh, major. Okay, okay. Yes. You you coming back with with some major? I haven't heard that name in a while. <laughs> um. This is why I love you, Major. Um, let's see. I'm trying to look through my my songs right now to think because I again I don't listen to to slow sad music or romantic music. I'm a very hard person. So okay, I'm I starting to get. I'm starting to see the picture here. We it's clear <laughs> that within the Renegade Twins tag team, we have the the lover and then we have the fighter. OK, yes. we have the one with the with the roses and then we have the one that says, give me crab legs. OK, <laughs> it's just like we let me have the most violent thing that I can eat. Yeah, let give me it just to me. hand me a mallet and let me go to town. Exactly. Well, that's what I was thinking. It's like you just want to smash things during this romantic experience here. What the heck's going on? OK, now I'm, I'm not letting you off the hook now, Robin. What are the three songs here? Oh, man. Um. Let's see here. Make You Feel My Love by Adele, for one. Oh. So that's two. We have uh, This Is Why I Love You by Major, Make You Feel My Love by Adele. And let's see. I Hate You, I Love You by Nash. By Match? Mm, Nash. Oh, Nash. Okay. Okay. Yes. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I do not know most of those songs, but uh, I'm just going to say okay. So... <laughs> Needless to say, you're going to have two totally separate types of Valentine's Day dates, depending on if you are dating a a Robin or a Charlotte. OK. Oh, yes. Um, but the, the, the thing about um, Charlotte, don't be fooled because you may be hanging upside down and drying in her basement uh, by the end of the night. So so Robin may seem like the one who's going to hurt you, but it, it sounds like a safer bet. I could be wrong. I don't know. It does. Hey, man, I put all of my hey. dirt on the table when you take me to go get crab legs, man. You know what you're getting into. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you're getting into. <laughs> well, we, we talked a little bit about chocolate, but let's let's stay there for a second. And, and uh, we'll start with you, Robin. What type of candy for Valentine's Day, if they had to choose one, what specifically is it going to be and why? Ghirardelli chocolate and caramel squares. Why? Because Ma Renegade back in the day used to always get those. And it was a huge thing in our house that we had chocolate and mom did not let anybody touch the chocolate. It was mom's special chocolate and especially the Ghirardelli the bars. 
So when it comes to like Christmas or Valentine's Day, I like to spend the extra two or three dollars it takes to buy Ghirardelli. <laughs> and that's my special chocolate. And I love anything with uh, chocolate and caramel in it. So good. But I will also say you can't go wrong with an outrageous Reese's bar. You can't. You just can't go wrong. Outrageous. Now, those are the ones that have what is it? It has pretzels or something like that in there, too. No. So it's it's peanut butter, caramel um, and um, Reese's pieces oh, all yeah. in one like bar covered in chocolate. Now, they do have one that's like um, a nut rageous bar and it's all of that minus the Reese's pieces. And it, instead of the Reese's pieces, it's actual peanuts. I don't really like nuts in my in my candy bar. But if you substitute the nuts for the Reese's Pieces, bro, man, so good. Okay. So good. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, at least you, you're starting to get a little bit more affordable because I got to be honest with you. Crab legs, uh, Ghirardelli chocolates. I mean, this is starting to, to add up a little bit here, uh, Robin. So at least you're, you're being a little bit more reasonable with the outrageous hey, part. look, if you're going to take me out for Valentine's Day, you better spend the money. I'm worth it. I promise. Okay. Okay. Wow. She, she means it there, folks. You better watch out. What about you, Charlotte? What, what type of candy specifically are we talking for Valentine's Day? So, like, if you're going to go somewhere, like, super nice, it's chocolate-covered strawberries. But if we're going to Walmart and we're buying me a piece of candy, which I'm totally cool with, I'm getting love hearts. Like, the little conversation hearts. Oh, okay. And my reasoning being very similar to Robin's. When we were children, we were not just given a very large bag of love hearts so mom would buy the little boxes and we get one box every year and mom would say you better not eat it super fast because you ain't getting none of mine <laughs> and so i would savor these like little conversation hearts they were so good and they still are so good yes i would never be mad if someone popped up with some conversation hearts wow okay okay conversation hearts but the Brox kind if you get that off-brand shit don't even pass it my way Hey, 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 wait a second now. How can you how can beggars be choosy on this one? What what if they get the the special kind that's not made by Brock's? What's wrong with that? Hey, I'm sorry, dude. Can we back up for a minute? Who said oh. we're begging? Oh, sorry. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's just it's just a term. I didn't know that you're gonna hold that against me here. Oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> All right. So so wait a second. If if you ladies are paying, are you telling me that? You're paying for for the crab legs and the and the fancy Ghirardelli candy and the, and the hearts and all that. Come on, let, be, be hey, square with me. Hey, I don't take myself out for Valentine's Day, brother. <laughs> I'll take, I'll take, look, I'll take Charlotte out for Valentine's Day. I'll buy her a nice big meal. But if I'm getting taken out, oh, mm, you better pay for it, baby. Yeah, boy. I'll take Robin out, but I'm not taking myself out. <laughs> listen i hope you listeners are taking notes here okay this is the secret i am sharing something very special with you the renegade twins are giving you the blueprint the roadmap on how to get it done right on valentine's day now i i do want to tell a funny story here uh, yes. many moons ago when i was a much younger duke uh i took advantage of the fact that valentine's day was literally a whole day and I actually had two separate Valentine's Day dates. Okay. So you literally, player, well, hold on. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. So, so we did, we did the little, 
you know, early dinner and then I did a later dinner. What do you think about that? What, what are your thoughts on two Valentine's Day dates in the same day? So was me- one your mama and one your girl? Because that makes sense. But if they're both trying to be your girl, that's kind of messed up, Duke. It was two different people. I, listen, I was a single guy. You got to understand this is many moons ago. OK, I was a young Duke uh, just trying to enjoy Valentine's Day. And, and, you know, there it was. A player, a player. I mean, look, you can't hate the player. You got to hate the game. So, Duke, I'm going to say this. If you can pull two girls and be able to take them out on Valentine's Day, good for you. And I hope you had a great time. That's all I'm going to say. You have a Valentine's Day for this year? I do. I do. So my bodyguard uh, is my Valentine. And in fact, her birthday is a couple of days before Valentine's Day. So every year I get hit pretty hard. Just so you two know, <laughs> let me let, let me complain on the renegade couch for a second. I get hit hard every year on Valentine's Day because in less than four days, I got a birthday and I got a Valentine. And, and it's it's required that I have two separate situations going on for this one person who's my bodyguard. What do you think of that? I think that's amazing. I think that um, it's like that with our family. Um, like dad renegade, he uh, he gets hit hard every year because it's mom's birthday, their wedding anniversary, and then his birthday. Oh, So like that within a matter of six days. So it's, <laughs> they get hit hard. So we get it. I, I feel bad, you know, for, for uh, Papa Renegade. I'm sorry, man. I, I feel your pain. <laughs> I understand. And you know, you know, what's ridiculous, too, because I've done my research and I found out he never gets as much as he gives in that regard. OK, just so you know, because the anniversary day is really Ma Renegade's uh, a special day 2.0. So she gets the yep. birthday and she gets the anniversary. Meanwhile, Papa Renegade gets one day his birthday and at that point, everyone's already all, you know, celebration out. So he's kind of, you know, at the end of the stick, so to speak there. I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah, he's at the short end of the stick. No, 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 Uh-oh. no, dude. <laughs> You got this twisted. That man's birthday is right after our anniversary. So it's like, I feel like it's fair. You know, you, you gift me first. You love me up. You celebrate my birthday. You celebrate our wedding anniversary. I'll go in on the wedding anniversary with you. And then we turn around and just a, a couple of days later, it's his birthday and I got to do the whole hoopla again. So I think it's fair. Okay. So I just want to point out for everyone listening at home, that was Ma Renegade. And notice how her accent came out in full force there. Okay. She had that that strong, you know, I don't know what it is. Is that that's a southern accent mixed with a little bit of uh, uh, Ohio or something going on there. Um, But I'll I'll tell you what, I I would not want that woman to um, have to straighten me out because she sounded like she was ready to jump through the microphone. You're begging for it on Instagram and Twitter, dude. Right. It looks like you're fishing for her to just tear you a a new hole, man. Okay. Okay. So, so listen, I take, I take Ma Renegade's side, Papa Renegade. Sorry, brother. I, I can't afford to get beat up by the three women in your household. Now I just, mm-hmm. I don't want those problems. So I'm going to leave that one alone. I'm going to hang out with the dogs and, and just hope that uh, nothing happens to me. That's right. Hanging That's out right. with the dogs. <laughs> That's right. Speaking of the dogs. I, so, so what about the pets? Do the pets get in on the, on the Valentine's day uh, festivities there? Actually, they do. They get little bones and treats every year. <laughs> Collars and toys and stuff like that. But we have five of them. 
So we try really hard not to spend too much money, but most of the time they get at least a little bone or a treat or something because we just love our animals that much. So, <laughs> we treat them like little humans. <laughs> so, so hold on a second, Robin. What, what if what if a potential Valentine's date? So this is not someone that you're in a relationship with. This is someone who's trying to impress you. What if they show up with treats for the pets? <sighs> I mean, right, right. If you can think of me and my animals. Oh, dude, you're a keeper. You are a keeper. (laughs) Wow. And Charlotte, what about you? What if they bring some type of what if they bring like edible flowers so that so that so the pets can actually eat the flowers? That's actually kind of cute. I wouldn't be mad at that. Or like a bouquet of bones. That'd be cute. Okay. see. See, once again, I'm telling you, folks, you are getting the blueprint from the Renegade Twins. They are not just people that beat people up. They actually know a little bit of romance as well. And, um, you know, their moms say, in the background. Hey, we, can, we have a soft side. Yeah, it's just we hard to get to. We have a soft side and it matters. It's just very hard to get to, though. Let's be honest here, okay? You're, yes. you're like, yes. yeah, you ladies are like, uh, yes. you know, those new Jolly Ranchers where there may be the, the soft filling in the middle, but it's very tough to get to. Those are foul, my dude. Okay. Okay. I'm just striking out here. Okay. Anyway, okay, good, okay, okay. since the last time you were on the show, you actually won another tag team championship, right? We, yes, did, we did, we did. So you're the champ champs now. Yep, we're your champ champs, Duke. <laughs> so, so I got to ask this question. Now that you two are like really, really um, famous and you're, you're, you're world champions two times over and what have you, does that mean that the Valentine's gifts have to be on a different level than what they used to be? Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. man. You better treat us like champ champs because that's what we are. Wow. Wow. So, so when it comes to the dinner, uh charlotte are you wearing the belts to the valentine's day dinner duh i have to represent man always i don't think you understand duke we sleep eat breathe our belts those are our babies we don't take them and we take them everywhere they never go without us they're always with us okay okay you heard it first folks so then let's let's tell everybody what is the best way that they can check out the Renegade Twins. You know, and, and, and I asked this question because I had a, a neighbor of mine who was a big wrestling fan, and I said, you know something? I have your, your new favorite tag team here, and I actually gave them one of my shirts, okay? Did so you? I did. So now you, you have a young person walking around telling the whole school yes. about these Renegade Twins. Or whatever. We're spreading the word out here in Boston, yes. Massachusetts. So. <laughs> So why don't you tell the whole world what's the best way that they can check out more of the Renegade Twins? Well, you can get our Instagram and you can look us up on Instagram. It's going to be renegade.twins. And on Twitter, it's renegade underscore twins. And if you ever feel a little bit froggy, want to, you know, follow us individually. Mine is going to be renegade or robin.renegade on Instagram. And on Twitter, I'm pretty sure I'm going to look real quick. It is W18Robin. And if you'd like to follow me, Charlotte, on Instagram at charlotte.renegade and on Twitter at charrenegade underscore one. And and I just want to add something uh, in particular here. And and I know that uh, this is probably going to get me in a little bit of trouble, but I I stay in trouble. I am the Duke. That's just kind of what I'm known for doing. 
Just say what you gotta say, brother, before. (laughs) (laughs) Before we hop through this phone and give you a little taste, man. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. It is Robin and Charlotte, okay? Some of you commentators out there, and I I won't say who you are, you've been messing up, all right? And I don't like it. And it's not that I can do anything about it, but I can, you know, I got enough money where I can pay other people to do something about it. Get the names (laughs) right. All right. I might have to take you up on that because while we're talking about my name, I've been called everything other than my actual name. She's been called Charmin like the toilet paper before. I've been called Celeste. I've been called. Yeah, I've been called a lot of things other than my name, but it's Charlotte. Change the O to an E. It's let. Maybe it'll help everybody if we say Letty. We may have to do this because I'm telling you, I've noticed it. Um, and I'm, I'm very disappointed in everybody not doing their homework. Okay. I thought we had this squared away the last time the Renegade twins were here on Duke loves wrestling. I got a, a huge compliment for actually knowing how to say Robin and Charlotte. So I'm very surprised that people are still messing that up out there, but we're going to get this straight. Okay. We're definitely going to get this straight. Just like, uh, we're going to get things straight with Mar Renegade. I'm going to Walmart right now. They have the huge, like the gigantic uh, Valentine's Day cards. They're they're on sale for only three bucks. So if I'm you gonna send get that the- to this house, Duke, <laughs> Duke, if you send it to the house, we're burning it. We're burning it. We done told That's you. hidden from my fireplace. Brother. We done told you. Quit stepping to our mom. Quit stepping to her. Might have to send dad renegade up north. Ooh. I, listen, I'm just being a nice guy. I'm just being a nice guy. <laughs> Okay. A little too nice for our life. <laughs> Their names are the Renegade Twins. Now, also, what about the promotions? Where where can folks check you out the most, especially defending those World Tag Team Championships? Well, you can now always check us out on Mission Pro Wrestling here in Texas. Super amazing. Love the show. Find it's always on, fun. Yep. Find that on Title Match Network. You can also find CCW, Capital, Capital Championship, Championship Wrestling, Wrestling, based out of Houston, Delaware. Spelled like Houston, but you can also find that on Title Match Network. I love it. I love it. Their names are the Renegade Twins. And by the way, they prefer steak and cheese sandwiches, not Philly cheesesteaks. Thank you, ladies. Oh, oh wait a minute. You don't need to end the interview right there. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to end the interview here. Don't, don't, don't hold me up now. We, we put in the, the important words there. No Philly cheesesteaks. It's all about steak and cheese subs. No, and steak and cheese wait sandwich. a minute, Duke. No, we don't like Philly, Philly cheesesteaks. Like when we went to Philly, <laughs> we said this in the last interview. Gino's was ass. Pat's was great. Get us a Pat's and we got you, man. I just I don't understand. I, I think you ladies have had some negative influences in your life, especially that that Adam B from Foundation Radio. Uh, he and I we have like been in a Adam. feud about That's this. That's our dude. No, no, we don't like Adam. Uh, he's a bad influence. No, you don't like Adam. <laughs> well, I'm speaking on behalf of the whole team here, you know, because I'm part of the Renegade team now. It's this I'm Duke Renegade. That's what some of the folks call me. What is the guy's name? The guy Jimmy on Twitter, he calls me Duke Renegade. You see that? I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm part of the family, whether you knew it or not. But I, but this Adam this Adam B thing, and and the Philly cheesesteaks, we got to get a handle of this, ladies, because this is messing up your brand. Messing up our brand. I'm your, just your bubblegum ice cream is messing up our brand. <laughs> just say no to cheese whiz. It's all about 
the steak and cheese subs with real cheese, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. <laughs> Just say no to bubblegum ice cream. It's all about black cherry and matcha. Unreal. The renegade <laughs> twins, folks. I better get out of here before they hurt me. Thank you, ladies. <laughs> Bye, of Duke. Course. Bye, Duke. You know the Duke had to uh, bring out somebody special for Valentine's Day. Shout out to the Renegade Twins, Charlotte and Robin. Make sure you get the name right, okay? I'm talking to you especially, Taz. Make sure you get the name right, okay? That's right. Wonderful conversation there. And shout out to Ma Renegade, Papa Renegade, the whole family over there, the dogs, the rock star brother, just great, great folks there. And we're going to keep this train going. Because next, we have none other than Ronnie Nicole. Hey, everyone. It is the Joshi Queen Supreme, Ronnie Big Bang Nicole. Big Bang. Okay, this is what we're talking about here in 2022. Ronnie Nicole, it is such a pleasure to have you on the Duke Loves Rousen podcast. And in fact, I guess this, this is your second time being on the show. So I guess I didn't... Um, you know, all the times I've been canceled and all the trouble that I started, what have you, I, I didn't drive you away, huh? No, absolutely not. <laughs> what do you think about that whole concept these days, especially over the past year or two, where that's the thing now? Everybody gets canceled if you if you speak up or you say stuff that others may not agree with or don't want to hear. They got to completely shut you down and no one can talk to you anymore, what have you. What's your take on that whole concept? Um, I'm not really into the idea of whatever this new wave of cancel culture is. Um, I believe each generation has some sort of outcry or something that they speak against or topics that become taboo as time moves forward, which is just what will happen um, as society and norms and cultures change. I do believe that a lot of people are using that to speak out in ways that they can't articulate what they're actually uncomfortable with because it may not be the person or the act. It could be something that that person or act triggered within someone else. And so the internet can become an echo chamber for a lot of voices who may feel marginalized, even though their feelings may be based in, you know, inaccurate beliefs or prejudice or bigotry or just ignorance and lack of understanding of, of certain things. So I don't really buy into the whole cancel culture thing. I do think that if someone is canceled, that that's up to the determination of the people who actually engage with them. You know, I'm not concerned about someone who gets canceled that I have no direct tie to. But me personally, you know, I will not listen to R. Kelly's music anymore because of the circumstances surrounding him. So for me, in my eyes, yes, I have canceled my association with that individual based on evidence and facts of what they've done and a pattern of behavior. But just someone having a dissenting opinion from me or from, you know, the broader public, I believe that walks in really dangerous territory and that we should be very careful when we are having these conversations around canceling things and understand that difference of opinion, difference of thought, bringing new ideas to the table or alternate perspectives that you may not agree with does not mean that person is wrong or bad, that genuine discourse is how we grow and learn and educate each other about our specific cultural norms and experiences and can create that melting pot that America has always claimed to be. 
um, which then hopefully will trickle out into the broader world because we are a global community. But as for, you know, someone getting canceled for this or that, I don't really buy into that. You know, I generally <laughs> find you have to have more information that's presented, especially on social media or within the media. And oftentimes people aren't willing to do additional research or actually find all sides of an argument because there's never just two. I think that's just a byproduct of us, this younger generation, distilling things down into easily digestible sound bites or buzzwords. And it sounds cool and it sounds trendy and it sounds like we're doing something, but in reality, nothing is actually happening. So, you know, that's why I really don't buy into all of that. You know, it's it's funny that you bring up R. Kelly because I, I got to tell you, I mean, first and foremost, I, I just celebrated my 39th birthday a couple months ago. And I am part of that generation that grew up on R. Kelly's music. I mean, I, I remember it. It, it. It's like anything else. When I hear certain songs, it takes me back to certain moments in time in life, you know, and, and certainly R. Kelly's one of the greatest songwriters, one of the greatest artists of all time. It's, it's very difficult, especially for black folk who are from within our age group. I know you're not as old as I am, but within our age group to hear his music or think about his music and not have the similar experience like, oh, yeah, I know that song. And oh, yeah, know that song. And of course, yeah, we're going to jam out to that. But just like you, I found myself removing his music from my playlist. It's very interesting that this person yeah. who is such an important and integral part of the culture and music is, you know, you know how we are. We love our music and, and, and what have you. Anytime we have a gathering, there's music playing. Anytime you're in the car, there's music playing. You, you, you're traveling a lot. You're playing your music. But it's so it's so interesting to actively take a stand and stand up for something and stand on something and just say, you know what? I'm not going to support this person anymore, even down to I'm not even playing their music anymore. I'm moving on from that. It is a weird feeling for me. Is that a weird feeling for you? I would not say that it is a weird feeling. I would say that that's just the adjustment as I try to walk in my talk. A lot of times it's easy to soapbox and say you're against this or be for a cause and just do that. Just say it and not actually engage in doing anything. And it's very easy to you know, repost a hashtag or jump on the bandwagon when someone is, as you mentioned previously, canceled or something like that. But as you mentioned, it's a conscious choice to think about what you're consuming and to consider the ramifications of your consumption of that media. And for me, it wasn't that hard. The rumors started when I was in middle school. And so, of course, at that time, big social media platforms and things they did exist just in different forms so you actually had to go to a magazine or like maybe a website or listen to a certain radio station to get all of that hot goss you know what i mean so there were things that were as definitive until i was started to come up through high school and college and more and more things came out and and it just started to seem like that was something that we in the black community ignored because oh yeah that's a bop but the problem is, is for every other person who was affected by this individual, that's a triggering trauma moment. And experiencing my own trauma since that time, I would never want to give someone that feeling 
of hearing their abuser or their aggressor and seeing how loud they are and seeing how popular they are and other people who look like you are celebrating him knowing what your situation was with him. And let's be clear, any underage girl is not able to consent to what was going on, full stop. I think it's a realignment for me as I've gotten you know, more into the activism space as I work through the grief process, as I, you know, grow, you know, I just turned 35. There are things that are starting to shift and change that I have to actually stand or sit in, you know, I can no longer just, okay, I don't really mess with that person. Okay, well, then you need to get rid of their music, you need to not engage in their, you know, social media, you need to not support their films or whatever, if it's going to be a full stop, then it's a full stop. You know, so I think it's just been one of those things, which has been an adjustment, you know, because you're right, he has had an incredible music career. But there does come a point where you have to separate the performer from the person, because that definitely has ramifications if we do not, you know, and in a way it makes us approve their behavior by continuing to give a pass. And it's not just about R. Kelly, you know, it's about other individuals within the community, the Black community, as well as the wrestling community. You know, if these individuals continue to get a pass for those types of behavior, one, it silences the victims. It gives them a complete sense of isolation where they are not heard, they are not seen, and their experience is not validated in any way. It takes away their voice. And then it puts someone who has done something terrible on a pedestal that they honestly don't deserve to believe be on. And you know how passionately I believe that wrestling is a privilege and a gift, and that it is not something that you just get to do. It is something that really, in your heart, if you do it well, and if you love it, you make sure that you are protecting the craft as well as people within our business. And for those people who don't do that, just like R. Calais, you know, it isn't hard for me to say, no, I don't want to be aligned with you because I personally don't want anything around my spirit that's going to be toxic. And that's what that is. Well said. And that, and that's the real toxic, not just a, a buzzword being thrown out, but you just uh, perfectly right. defined it, um, which I appreciate. You know, I, I wonder, Ronnie, because I know that you're you're a native of Texas, but you spent a, a, a majority chunk of your wrestling career, you know, beating people up down in Japan. <laughs> what is it about Japan that has drawn you in so much and that has, you know, enticed you enough to continue to go back and, and really um I mean, you're part of the fabric of the wrestling community, especially down there. I mean, you're, you're pretty well revered. What, what is it about that area that keeps you going back? You know, had COVID not blocked that, I actually would be back at present. But looking forward to when this gets to a bit more manageable so that those plans can be picked back up. Because you're right, it, Japan draws me back there for the simple fact that it is such a well-oiled machine in the business sense. Everything that is done and conducted there from the smaller indies, because those exist just like here, to the uh, larger, you know, more well-known, you know, New Japan situations or stardom situations. It's all so professionally orchestrated. It's all so professionally executed. 
you're working with people who are consummate professionals. And that um, really makes a difference, especially for me as a Afro-Latina, a woman of color growing up with my wrestling training in the South. Um, you know, I'm going to call it straight, Duke. There was a lot of racism and a lot of prejudice that went on into the first two to three years of my booking career that really to this day affects me. And I'm only now coming to terms with how that has played into my career and why I often prefer to be out of the country. Because as a wrestler in Japan, whether I am Black or not, I'm respected because I am a wrestler. Because the business is what they focus on and your ability is what they're wanting to see. You know, my very first match, I was in a tag match um, and I was very scared. And I wasn't really sure how to approach wrestling in Japan because the whole process of calling the match and, you know, booking the match and all of that was completely different and literally foreign to me. <laughs> um, but it was definitely the moment that I took a very, very strong forearm from Hamako-san. And I, it felt like time had slowed down. And I was like, oh, wow, my chest is literally concaving now. Huh. And then something in me said, give it everything you have. And I gave it right back to her and the look on her face and the rest of the match let me knew, know that I had earned my position there and that they were going to take me seriously. And from that point forward, the whole dynamic changed. Not that people were mean or disrespectful, but they didn't know me. They'd only seen video of my work and they didn't know, you know, as an American, because that's a whole nother element added to it is how we're perceived over there and how truthfully some foreign wrestlers go over there and just show their whole ass. Um, you know, it was a lot working against me, especially as a black woman, you know, and so in that moment, that is where I earned the respect. And from then it honestly was not smooth sailing in terms of lacking challenge but smooth sailing in terms of earning respect and being treated as an athlete. Whereas here in the States, oftentimes being spoken out, like you mentioned, gets you blackballed and you may not even say something. Someone may have a bad match with you, get in their feelings about how the match went. And now all of a sudden you're the person who's hard to work with. Do you see what I mean? So it becomes a, he said, she said, buddy system here in the States, whereas the networking abroad is honestly more of we're doing business. I need to know about your resume, your experience. You as a person, if it's going to be a long-term relationship for sure, but I'm more interested in your skill and how well you can perform your duties. And I'm a really ambitious person when it comes to working and making sure that my quality of work is always high and represented well. And Japan definitely helped me elevate that and continues to help me elevate because I'm pushing to return, you know, as those plans were put in place. But it's much more freeing to be there. You know, same experience with Mexico, same experience with China and Canada. All of these places take wrestling a bit differently. And as a foreign wrestler, I've had different experiences there. Again, not without challenges, but with the respect and understanding that I am a professional, that wrestling does mean something to me.
that I take the history and the value that has been created from this ancient, beautiful, brutal art and that has been passed down as literal, physical, and oral history since ancient Sumerian times. I mean, dude, we're connected to something that's so amazing and transformative in its own way, and it's an art form. And so having those experiences and being immersed in that rich culture there in Japan, especially, really added to my passion and my fervor to work there and to be there. And plus, I began a life there. You know, I was there for a total of four years. That's a long time to make relationships and friends and, you know, find favorite restaurants and find favorite nightclubs and find favorite bookstores and, you know, know which kombini has the best ice cream or the best crinkle fries. You know, just all of those small things that you do when you build a life. That's what I was doing there. Um, because that was literally my intent was to stay. Unfortunately, you know, my mother got sick and then that whole three-year process took a long time. Uh, unfortunately, you know, she passed away. And so had that occurred, not occurred though, I would, you know, likely still be there with the apartment I was already looking at to move into and, you know, living that dream. Because for me, that was always the dream. WWE is so wonderful and well-respected. I understand they're going through a really chaotic period right now internally, and hopefully that's going to shake out into something beautiful and, and really cool. But that was never my dream. I always wanted to be on a worldwide platform, and I felt like Japan was the place to go to do that, especially with all of the talent that comes out of there. You know, why do you think NXT is trying to grab up so many Japanese wrestlers? Sorry, was in my dojo. You know, like... They had been chasing after her for at least two to three years before, you know, anything got into motion. So there's a reason that Japan is so highly regarded. And that's honestly the reason why my heart stays there so strongly. I know that was a long answer. (laughs) No, Listen, I I could listen to you talk all day because (laughs) it's so refreshing to hear someone who is such a clear thinker. And who has taken the time to to understand their own thought process, emotions, has reflected on their experience and, and is able to articulate it in a manner that everybody can understand. I mean, that's just communication is, is one of the biggest things that's always lacking um, in all aspects of life. Not everyone is a, yes. is a good communicator, but you're a great communicator. So I really um, appreciate you for what you're saying, because the the experience of the of the the black american especially the modern black american is one thing the experience of a of a a modern black woman is another thing the experience <laughs> of an afro latina in 2022 <laughs> who has traveled the world in a male dominated sport and in 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 an in industry that really was never made for any aspect of you and who you Correct. are, right? <laughs> to, to hear you, you know, express all of this is just refreshing because it's like, damn, we don't take the time to hear enough about your experience and not just you, but everyone like you. And right. that's a I'm mistake. Not, What's that? I'm not alone. I'm oh. not alone. You oh. know, there were many conversations that I had with the Woad, formerly known as Dementia D. Rose, because we're both full-figured women in the South, you know, where we had those really deep heart-to-hearts about 
how honestly debilitating the sadness is sometimes, you know, when you see younger wrestlers with less experience, but they visually look marketable, get pushed to the top, but they have, they're unable to sustain that, you know, because they don't have the actual it factor other than the look. Their skills aren't where they need to be because they were rushed. This takes time. You know, Chili Willie told me one thing that I was very, I was frustrated one day and I told him, I, you know, it wasn't moving fast enough. It wasn't going fast enough. And he was like, you need to stop trying to microwave the game. That's not how this works. And he was telling me, you know, things were very different when he broke in and they're going to be very different and continue to be different. So I have to figure out how to continue to love this art and to make sure that those things like people, you know, sleeping their way to the top are only being chosen because they're white and they're pretty or only being chosen because they have a connection to someone who's on the booking staff, you know, not to allow those things to overwhelm you. But it can be overwhelming when you see the writing on the wall. You know, because you see younger wrestlers in matches on TV with major dangerous botches, with really confusing spots, with no ring or camera awareness, and yet they're being lauded as the greatest this and that. And for me, that's extremely inauthentic because one, you're putting people in positions where they don't look good, but you're still making money. And two, you're not giving them the resources to be and execute at the highest level. That's one thing I will say WWE does. You're not getting on TV unless they've got their hands on you. And I definitely believe that for all of us in, within wrestling, we have to be realistic about what is available. And we have to be realistic about the historical context that goes into booking these shows and bringing these certain talents in. Because you're right, wrestling was not created for anyone who looks like me, I tick four or five boxes on intersectionality. And none of those boxes were anything that any of these old promotions from the territory days would have wanted to, to book. Do you know what I mean? Look at the Black women wrestlers from the past. How many plus size do you actually see? You don't. Because it's still something that people shy away from unless you're super cute and you're white or you're the big funny guy or you're the big dancing goofy black guy do you know what I mean like there's so many phobias and other things that are built into how wrestling is today but don't go acknowledged and I believe that really limits us to what we can show you know Encanto has everybody going crazy because there are so many children who see themselves in that film you know, I was watching uh, Great Taste. I'm not sure if you're familiar with All Deaf, but they uh, do a YouTube thing they did years ago. And one of the presenters, Meg Scoop, was talking about how Disney was, Aladdin was the first Disney movie that provided a doll with brown skin, even though Jasmine's not Black. But I felt exactly what she was saying in that moment when she was making her argument, because representation is so important. And I wore the hell out of my Princess Jasmine outfit because she had brown skin like me. So for wrestling, we're doing the same. We're telling stories. We're bringing people out of reality, which can be basura, and bringing them into our realm. 
And it is our job to tell those stories authentically and to make sure that people can actually see themselves in what we're doing, because that's where you get the emotional connection. That's where you get those matches that everybody remembers. How many people are remembering all of the matches from 2010 to now? There are very few that can name all of the major matches because there's some sort of storytelling that has been omitted from some of of the wrestling that has been coming up. And that's what I think we should get back to, creating true stories that represent the, the world that we live in, that have a build and have a real emotional investment component that people can leave thinking, wow, that was fucking awesome. Man, did you see... Because that's what we're here for as wrestlers is to suspend disbelief, to create in-ring magic, and to leave people with a sense of wanting more, just like when we watch Marvel movies. It's no different, in my opinion. I'll tell you, you just you, you hit it all on the head right there, and, and it's refreshing. That's, the, that's the, the, the theme here. It's just refreshing to hear all of this perspective and, and to package it in a manner, once again, where... There's no there's no room for interpretation. It just is what it is. So I love that. Love that when whenever we interact, uh, Ronnie Nicole, you're always going to shoot straight with it as well, which, you know, I appreciate it. Why don't you let everybody listening know the best way that they can keep up with you and, and what you have going on, um, especially, you know, some of the other projects that you have going on as well. I know that you record with some folks and you got some things on social media where you are expressing a lot of these same sentiments and people yes. really need to pay attention. So, so what's the best way to follow you plug away? Well, yes. Uh, what you were just mentioning, which is coming back February 6th uh, at eight o'clock PM Eastern standard time. That's going to be Sunday sessions, volume two. And these are real raw conversations with professional wrestlers of color surrounding the Black experience. We share our stories. We take on different topics. We have giveaways and prizes. And it's always an amazing group of talented individuals spanning 10 plus years all the way down to two to five years because those range of experiences are so important. So that actually debuts February 6, 8 o'clock, PM Eastern Standard Time. You can see it on Indie Wrestling US, excuse me, indiewrestling.us. And you can also find it on my YouTube channel. And that's going to be YouTube Ronnie Nicole. Um, and if you want to get involved after Sunday sessions, we'll be hosting spaces on Twitter. And that'll start at 9:15 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And you can follow me at Glitterlicious, spelled just how it sounds on Twitter. Please make sure you like my Facebook fan page where I'll be posting updates and some behind the scenes clips from Sunday sessions. And you can follow me at Ronnie Nicole slash Big Bang Nicole. Unfortunately, my Snapchat is closed. I will be opening it back up in May. So please be on the lookout for that on my YouTube as well as on my Twitter page. And you can always find me on Instagram at Ronnie Nicole Joshi Queen. Thank you, Duke, so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Oh, and for bookings, you can find me at Ronnie Nicole R at gmail.com. Now, wait, Ronnie, before I let you go, I got one last important question for you here. Yes. Because we know that uh, we're just a few days away from Valentine's Day. <laughs> so, so here's my big question, because, you know, you got a lot of folks out there. They need a lot of help. 
They just they're not with it. They don't they don't know the right move to make or, or what have you. What's the best piece of advice you can give to someone who has a Valentine and they really want to do something that makes an impression this year for Valentine's Day? Listen to your partner. Listen to the things they say subtly. Pay attention to the small details. Something from the heart is always going to matter a lot more than something that's very expensive. Get creative with your gift giving. And remember, sometimes some of the best gifts are free. I think that is what I could share. Awesome stuff there from Ronnie Nicole. Don't forget, folks. On Facebook, on Twitter, on all of your favorite podcast apps, it's Duke Loves Wrestling. Shoot me a message. Give me a five-star review, the whole nine yards there. You know, I appreciate you. Stay tuned because later this week, my arch nemesis, Micah Madrid, returns to the Duke Loves Wrestling podcast. Until then, be kind to yourselves. Be kind to others. Take it away, Tony Schiavone. This is Tony Schiavone, and we're definitely out of time on Duke Love Wrestling.